So today I'm doing a special uh, podcast on the coronavirus craziness that's been going on um, in the United States and really all over the world. So I didn't really take it seriously until maybe the second week in March. And at that point, the one thing that tipped me off was everyone buying up all of the hand sanitizer. Um, First of all, we didn't really know what it was. We just knew what people were telling us and how people were getting sick. And once I went online to order hand sanitizer for my job, which consists of approximately 150 people, it was out of stock. It was out of stock on Amazon. It was out of stock in Walmart and Target, basically the sizes that I needed. And then um, it was just such a hassle trying to get handy wipes and, you know, things like that, Clorox wipes. So that's when I started really kind of taking it seriously. But then just like I do my normal thing, I wash my hands, I wipe my ass, all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, I should be fine. But for the folks that were buying up the bleach and the toilet paper and the hand sanitizers, I'm like, what were you doing before? And how exactly dirty were you? Those are kind of my thoughts that were going through my head. And a lot of people were saying those things. Um, We also had folks at my job, men and women, that do not wash their hands. They walk out of the bathroom and um, pass by the sink, hit the doors, and, you know, continue on with their life, passing on germs. Um, Number one, number one, women, we shouldn't do that because we're passing on these things down to our kids. And guys, like, you're physically touching yourselves, and then you don't wash your hands. That's just something I don't want to think about. But um, so anyway, 2020 has started out really rough for us, especially here in America. We had Kobe Bryant who passed away in January. We had a rapper get shot. Um, I think that was in February. And now this pandemic, um, you know, that started in China and had a big effect in China, had another big effect in Italy. And so they shut those countries down and we've also locked them out as well, thinking that it wasn't going to affect us, but boom, it affected us. Um, I remember seeing a post online between a few people and someone was, you know, just saying, oh, we're not going to get in America. And then another person in Italy responded saying that basically you shouldn't be so insensitive because, you know, we are in lockdown. And then another person jumped in and they're like, oh, you know, we shut the borders early and this and that. And. You know, it's because of whatever you guys were doing. That's why you got it. So here we are today, uh, March 21st at 11.05 p.m. And we are on lockdown in the United States. Um, I'm in New Jersey. So New Jersey was officially locked down this Saturday, today at 9 p.m. No one can go out unless you're a first responder. Um, The stores have been crazy. The lines have been long. I have not gone to the stores. I live by myself, so I just need a few things and I'm happy. Um, But I've seen the pictures that people show online. I've seen the destruction in the grocery stores. Um, You have older people that were left without food and water and just your regular people left without toilet paper. That was a thing online. So um, and then finally, the stores put something in place that will, you know, monitor the amount of people or limit the amount of things that people can buy. Like instead of buying five things of um, toilet paper, you can only buy two. So, um, and I hope this stays in place for any other thing that happens as far as hurricanes and snowstorms, because we really get out of hand in our stores when things come, you know, get to that level. 
and no one limits us until after everything's gone. So I hope this stays in place for future emergencies. Um, so, I mean, at first I can honestly say I thought it was, and I sound like Donald Trump, like a hoax, not really a hoax, but I wasn't believing that it was going to come over here and really shut us down. So, um, so in the beginning, I didn't believe it. Now I am a, you know, a believer of what's going on. And, uh, and everybody at my job is now working from home. No one's in the office anymore. And we don't know how long it's going to last. So, so far, um, everyone in the office started at the beginning of this week, which is the 16th, working from home. And we don't know when it's going to end. Every day, more and more people are um, being diagnosed with, um, with coronavirus. And it's not like just one person. It's like hundreds of pers- people a day that are being diagnosed. So it keeps going up and up. And then you have several people that are dying. The youngest I've heard of dying was 30 years old. So apparently if you are either really old and you have underlying um, health issues or even if you're a certain age, whatever age it is, and you have underlying issues, you are uh, susceptible to getting this disease. So um, this week I actually had a cough. Actually, last week I started having a cough, but I was around six sick folks and I was taking their temperatures at work and everything. And then finally I went to the doctor. I didn't go to the doctor. When I called the doctor and told her my symptoms, she told me that I could not come in. So my symptoms were coughing, sore throat, um, mucus, and a wheezing, but no fever. So when I um, told the secretary that actually, she told me I couldn't come in because I was coughing and that they would do like a telemedical appointment. So I did that live with the doctor, gave her all my symptoms, and then just told her that, um, you know, I didn't have a fever. So she just gave me some medicine. She said I had bronchitis, so I'm taking it now, and uh, it's getting better. Um, I'd like to first say, you know, um, I am sorry about all the families that lost their family members because it's, I want to say, in the thousands, you know, worldwide. Um, that have passed away because of this disease. So I definitely want to, um, you know, give them, give everyone uh, my condolences. And um, also I want to see if, you know, what's going to happen to our culture, what's going to happen to the future. So I'm thinking about that. I'm not just, you know, dwelling on what has happened. Um, This is not the only disease that has taken hundreds and, and even thousands of people away from us, but um, this is the first one that, that I know of that has spread this wide, this fast. And so, um, so I want to know if our culture here in the United States and even all over the world, if it's going to change. Like, so will we go back to the old school where you're with your family? You are, you know, sitting down to dinner with your family. You are playing in the yard with your family. You're, um, you know, running, riding bikes with your friends. And, and things like that? Or are you just continuing the way you are and not, you know, be outside? So are you like constantly playing video games? And I mean, that gets tired. If you're in the house 24-7, because we have to be in the house, we are homebound, basically. I could, I could definitely see how your phone would get boring. The video games would get boring. Texting would get boring. And so you have a whole host of people, most of us, because I live by myself, 
but you have a whole host of people that you can, you know, mingle with inside your house. You know, you, your mother and your father, they're actually people too. And they have things going on. So go downstairs or if you live in a ranch, you know, go down the hallway and talk to your parents and, and vice versa. Parents talk to your kids. And I'm sure this hopefully this is one way that we can connect more um, and better than we used to before everybody was on the run. Even, you know, the kids, because you had the soccer moms running, up, running them here, running them there. Everything in the U.S. is shut down. Um, any kind of entertainment. So sports, you know, concerts, all of that stuff is shut down. Restaurants, bars. So you literally are forced to um, rebuild your family and, and work on your family. You're forced to do that. And I think it's something that we should all work towards. Um, I wonder if dating is going to be different. You know, are you now looking for a mate? Because if you're by yourself and you're quarantined, you know, you start talking to the walls. And not that I've done that, but I'm just saying, like, you start just talking out loud, you know, and you're like, okay. Or you text someone or you call someone or you video chat someone. But you don't want to do that over and over and over again because you don't want to disturb folks that are, you know, doing things with their families. So, um, so I wonder if dating is going to be different. Are people going to be actually looking for someone to spend their quality time with? So that should be interesting. Um, will the jobs look at everything differently? So before it was always, oh, no, you can't work from home because of whatever. We need you here in the office. And then there was no real, we need you here because you need to be here. You need to be doing this at this time in this room, period. But now everybody, well, most people, I should say a lot of people are working from home because all of the um, folks that are in, you know, um, restaurant and beverages, they, they were laid off. You can't bring your work home there. So. Um, I feel sorry for, for them because they have to have money to pay for, you know, for themselves and for their families. But for the office jobs, do you really need us to be in the office? And this here proves that you do not need people to be in these offices, at least not all of the time with the work that we do. Um, I would have never thought they were going to close our job down. I was just like, this thing is not that serious. There's no way they're going to shut our, our call center down because I work in a call center and we have approximately 120 representatives that are on the phone taking calls, you know, talking to our customers every day. And lo and behold, they shut us down and everybody is now working from home. So so now they don't have that argument that, oh, no, you can't do it. Um, the only way I would actually listen to that off that that um rule is if you're not being productive at home. If you're not being productive, then yeah, bring your ass into the office. So I wonder if jobs are going to be looking at it differently because then also <clears throat> it reduces um, the pollution in the air. You don't have to drive to work. You know, you're using less money. You don't have to, you know, pay for gas or pay for parking. And the parking is expensive in downtown North. Just to park for one day, it's $14. Um, and, and that's for eight hours. Um, so that's a lot of money if you're going to do it every single day. They give you a discount if you get a monthly pass, but that's like $20, $25. That's not going to make a dent, you know, depending on your, your lifestyle, the bills you have to pay and things like that. That is a lot of money to spend just to park your car. And um, so then you don't have to take the train. In. And everybody knows in the morning it's rush hour. It's crazy. You're stressed before you get to work. Because somebody did something 
and now there's a traffic jam and you're going to be late at no no fault of yours you left on time even early but now you're stuck so um so i feel like jobs need to change um the way they do business because of this also um you know right now we should really be working on a side hustle especially for those that right now are not working from home because they can't work from home and they're at home twiddling their fingers and worrying about my job my job my, my bills my bills um work on a side hustle what is it that you can do that um will make you money because you don't know how long you're going to be out of work so figure out something think about something that you can do think about something that you've always wanted to do and maybe you can put that into action to help you out so I think that that's a great idea to do. You now have the time to think about it, to write it down, and to put it in action. Because don't ever shoot down your 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 dreams or your thoughts or whatever. If something comes across your mind and you're like, oh, you know, I I've always wanted to do this. Don't shoot it down. Just you know, write it down and see see it on paper, and then you can almost visualize it coming into reality. So don't shoot down your 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 dreams and and your thoughts. Um, you know, work on your side hustle while you have this time to do it. Um, so I want to talk about all the parents that are now homeschooling their kids. So I've seen so many memes about the, you know, <laughs> parents homeschooling their kids and they're hilarious. So think about you working an eight hour day at home. Now, also, all schools are closed down. I don't know if I said that earlier. All schools are closed down. Everybody has to work from home. That's from preschool all the way to college. Everybody's at home. So imagine being at home with your elementary school kids, your middle school kids. High school kids are fairly, you know, they can do it on their own. They don't need their parents' help, as far as I know. Um, but for the kids in um, elementary school and middle school, they do have to rely on their parents for certain things. So imagine you working an eight-hour job at home. Everybody's home, your husband, your two and a half kids, and you're on the computer or you're on the phone calling clients, things like that. So now, as a mother, everybody is coming to you because that is always the case. The father doesn't know where, you know, his socks is. The kid doesn't know how to do his new math. And we don't know how to do the new math because we only know the old math, the carry the one math. So, um... And, you know, one one kid is talking about math. The other kid is talking about English. Another kid is, like, whining and crying because they need a snack. And they don't know where you hid the snacks because you had to hide the snacks because they were, you know, digging in your, um, your stash, um, your quarantine stash. So there's a lot going on. Parents have a lot to... Um, to deal with with being at home with each other with the kids there's like no breaks so um my advice would be to go outside take a walk either by yourself with um, the kids with your husband things like that find something to do that'll take your mind off of everything even if it's just for a few moments a half hour something get outside get that fresh air cool off then reset um, now, also, like I said, all restaurants are closed, so um, I'm curious to know, like, is this when everybody finds out whether or not their girlfriend can cook? Um, and what if you don't like your wife's cooking? She has to now cook 
Or even the husband can cook. I'm not going to, you know, just put it all on the women. But in my mind, I always see that, you know, women just, you know, we do our thing. We run our household. We work. We take care of the kids, the husband. And I feel like, and I hope I don't get in trouble for this. I feel like we should do that. And um, because I feel like we're a little more organized with craziness. We can get it done with the pressure, with everything that's going on. I feel like we can get it done. So, so it'll be funny to find out whether or not that would uh, make or break a relationship. So, guys, if you're out there and you're newly dating and you now find out this girl that you really, really like and you really want to hang out with does not know how to cook, do you stay or do you go? Or do you learn how to cook? Something to think about. <clears throat> All right, so... Um, now I also definitely want to give a shout out to all of the first responders, these nurses and these doctors that are there and exposed to it every single day. We have to give them praise. Actually, I want to talk about the teachers that, um, that take care of our kids throughout the day, seven, eight hours a day. Um, <clears throat> the parents now know that it's a stressful job. Not not that you didn't know it before, but it was just like you were the student and you did whatever you had to do, you got your work done, and then you moved on. So unless you're a teacher, you don't realize how crazy it is to take care of 15 to 20 kids that are all very different and all have different parents and all have different learning um, levels because now as parents, we can see how hard the job is. And set aside the behavior issues. You know, just the work in general is hard. So you have one teacher to whatever, maybe 15, between 15 and 20 students, and she has to, or he has to help each one of those students learn in different ways. So um, that alone is a hard job. You know, they changed the way we do math from back when I was in school until now. Um, and some of the parents don't know. I think it's called the Common Core. They don't know how to do it. They don't want to do it. That's what the teachers are there for. So, um, so definitely shout out to the teachers. And, you know, I guess we wonder whether or not the kids are going to behave the same at home as they are in school. And, of course, they're a little more loose um, in school. I know I was as far as, you know, kind of socializing too much. And um, that was always on my report card. She's a great student, but she likes to socialize, which means I talk too much. And I always like to have fun. So I would laugh and make my friends laugh and all that kind of stuff. So and I did those things at home. But at school, I was still a little more like, all right, what are you going to do? Beat me with that type of attitude. But um so, you know, it's definitely a hard job to do, and um, we definitely have to get a shout out to the um, teachers. We need to pay them more money. I've been saying that forever because I've seen kids that were bad in school and disrespect the teacher, and I'm just sitting there and um, like, wow, like you really would have gotten a beat if you were at my house doing that, those things. So, uh, and it, it baffles me how entertainers get more money than our teachers, then our policemen, then our firemen. And, you know, they save our lives in all, you know, 
all levels of our life. They save our lives and, um, you know, they're not being compensated for it. Um, we, the people, are putting them last by giving our money to the entertainer. So we are also at fault. Um, and we have to change those things. We definitely have to change those things. Ooh, so I also want to know how are the creditors going to um, work with our bills? Like, number one, it's a scary thing. Let's say we pay our bills, we're good. But then, you know, we're stuck in the house two, three, four, five weeks. Are we going to have enough money to to get these groceries and things like that and keep a great credit score? It's just really nerve-wracking because now that everybody's hoarding, you want to buy more than what your budget allows, right? Because you need food for your family. So that's kind of a nerve wracking thing. Um, I know, you know, I may have a creditor or something like that giving me a call because I might be a month behind or so. But um, now they do not call. They don't call anymore. And we don't get any any robo calls. That's, for, that's a whole number subject. subject. I'm going to get to that. But um, I think people are considering what exactly is going on. And they're like, okay, this they're already stressed. Let's um, <clears throat> take some of that stress off of them. So um, so that's it's a very different thing because, you know, creditors, they do not let go. They'll call, they'll call, they'll send letters, they'll call, they'll call, they'll send letters. But um, they are, have, they have um, fallen back, definitely. Um, and then let's see. Also, oh, I can't wait. Nine months from now, we're going to have so many babies because even after the, the kids have driven you crazy, your husband has, you know, drove you nuts and you guys argued and got mad. In the end, at night, you guys are going to end up in the bed together and, you know, work on knowingly or not knowingly a little one. So I like to see how that's going to happen in nine months. Or are people going to be really aware of what's going on and say, you know what, we do not want to bring a baby in this world right now because we need to <clears throat> find out what this thing is. So I'm curious to see what um, what people think. Um, and then also, this past Tuesday, the 17th, Governor Cuomo went on TV <clears throat> and he talked about the human side of what's going on. So, and he had me crying. So instead of because I normally don't watch the news at all, but I was at work and I just happened to come in the, the break room at the time when he started the speech. So he was talking about how him and his siblings kind of argued about where their mother should be because some of them have little kids and the little kids are the carriers. Um, and they, not the carriers, but they car can carry it without being affected. And so if they pass that along to their grandmother, then she will be affected most likely because she's elderly. So one brother said, no, we want mom to come with us. And the other brother said, no, she shouldn't because we want to make sure she's safe and she doesn't catch anything. So then there's that. There is, you know, spending all that time together with your family. Um, and, you know, you get frustrated. You know, after a day or two, it's like, yay. But then after like three, four or five days, it's like, I'm divorcing you, you and the entire family. But it really is a stressful situation. And he kind of humanized it. And it seemed like he wanted to cry, but I had certainly cried for him. Um, and I, that I appreciated of him. But then he's been on TV ever since then, just, you know, talking. Everybody keeps talking about the the death toll and this and that. It's just been one big memorial service. And that's something I definitely don't want to hear. I get that it's happening. I get that people are 
Um, they are dying, but how can we fix it? And um, he did explain like what they were doing. So I like that, but I don't want them to, a lot of people are getting online and they don't know what they're talking about. You know, once again, the reporters are just, you know, they got diarrhea of the mouth and they're just saying a whole bunch of stuff and people are feeding into it, not knowing what they're, what's going on. They're like, um, so I see them with masks and gloves going outside. It doesn't help. They tell you that the gloves, the masks don't help. They don't help at all. Um, I think they only help if you're sick so that you don't spread it to someone, you know, whatever you have, like if you have a cough or if you have a simple cold, but it's not going to protect you from the coronavirus. But the way people are dressed is hilarious. Unfortunately, we also have had um, a lot of people file for unemployment. So over 2 million people this week, the week of March 16th, have filed for unemployment. And that includes my daughter, Justine, because she works in food and beverage. So she no longer has a job at this moment, doesn't know when she's going to go back. And um, she had to file for unemployment. And she has a brand new baby. He'll be two in June, my baby Elijah. And so I don't worry about it because I just feel like she's going to get through it. Um, I don't know if she's worrying about it, but she probably is because it's happening to her. But I am emotionally supportive, and but I'm strong for her. I don't, I'm not worried about it. Because um, when she told me, I was just like, file unemployment. That was my, those were my next words. Um, so we'll definitely all get through this for sure. My favorite part of this whole experience, if I can say that, are the memes. If you are on social media, you have to go to Facebook. You have to go to Instagram. I don't do Twitter. I don't like Twitter. Um, but the memes are hilarious. So they are so funny that every week now I put out the 10 best um, memes on Instagram. Um, if you want to go to my Instagram, check it out. It's, uh, I don't know what it is, uh, G-R-I-F-F-74. So you can go on my Instagram and check it out. It is hilarious. Or it's under my name, Monique Griffin. And I also started putting up the funniest videos on uh, on Facebook. Because other than that, I didn't really... I went on Facebook and Instagram, looked at it for a few minutes, and then got off. But with this, I, I the only reason why I go on Facebook, the only reason why I go on Instagram is to see these memes. Because they are the funniest things I've ever, ever seen. Um, so, and in, the, in any situation, good or bad... I'm always trying to find the funny in it because I don't like to feel sad or, or mad or angry or stressed. Those feelings, like my body completely rejects it. It completely rejects it. So I have to find a way to deal with it, which is laughing, finding something funny in the situation. So yes, you can go on to my Instagram, Griffmo, so it's G-R-I-F-F-M-O 74, or you can pull it up by my name and check out the memes. And today I actually had a great experience. Um, I was um, introduced to a DJ named D Nice. And that was, and I, when I say introduced, I just mean like introduced to him from uh, Instagram. This DJ here, so far, he still could be online, but I listened to him for almost two, uh, two, almost three hours today. And he was in his apartment. Um, I want to say it was California because it was still light out, but it was dark here. And he had everybody on there. He had uh, Michelle Obama. He had Biden on there. He had 
Ava DuVernay, she, they were popping up, you know, on Instagram, Will Smith, Jada Smith, um, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, just everybody, Ellen DeGeneres, everybody was popping up and giving him a shout out. And he reached over 100,000 people on Instagram because, of course, everything is canceled. So any, any party that a DJ had already scheduled, they had to cancel. And so that means weddings, funerals, bat mitzvahs, any kind of party, any kind of function was canceled. That's how bad it is. The NBA was canceled. Uh, any sporting event, like everything was canceled. So um, so he took the time. And a lot of DJs are doing this, actually. He's not the only one. But he's the only one that I went online to listen to because um, I saw a friend posting about it. So um, I went on there and he was just playing everything that made you feel good. He played old school rap. He played R&B. He played reggae. He, he played Spanish music. And it just kind of uplifted you. And he was saying very positive things. Um, Lenny Kravitz said, we're all one. Um, you know, he was online listening and it was just such a great thing. One of my friends texted me and she's like, she was saying that she was listening to him. And I was just like, you know, me too. So she didn't realize I was listening to him, but she wanted me to, you know, get a good vibe, be in a good mood. And she was telling me about him. And I was like, I'm listening also. And she was just like, I'm having fun. Me too. A lot of people were sending their messages on Instagram saying how much fun they were having, that they were, you know, dancing with their kids in the living room. I mean, now that we're all quarantined, we need to find things to do. And we were having, everybody was having, um, you know, a quarantine party. That's what we called it, a quarantine party. But it was, it was great. It was awesome. We had, I had so much fun. And I actually recorded it because hopefully I can use it as background music during one of my podcasts. Um, I've seen a lot of restaurants stay open. Some of them are open and they're doing like, um, you know, just carry out only so. I mean, of course, I think that's a great idea because you want to get rid of that inventory. You do not want it sitting there for weeks and months because it's then going to expire. So um, I did support one of our local um, restaurants, Linwood um, Pub in Linden, New Jersey. I had pizza and wings and they were great. Everything was fresh and tasty. Um, so I hope that everybody um, out here is going to be safe. And listen to the instruction to stay in the house when you're supposed to stay in the house. Because I am an extrovert. I wanted to go outside. I wanted to go to the city this weekend. I want to take pictures of the emptiness. Um, and my girlfriend was like, just stay in the house. Because that's what they want us to do. That's what we should do. And number that was number one. Number two, New York is the epicenter of this disease. I'm not just saying that. The governor said it. Everybody's saying it. So um, I can now believe it. <laughs> so I'm going to stay my ass home and just um, do my podcast, do some writing, watch some, you know, Netflix and things like that. I finished All American, love All American. So um, once again, I want everybody to be safe. I want everybody to enjoy their family. And hopefully we will have something new come out of this. I want to see a different culture, different way of thinking a different way that we do business, a different way that people are treated. Um, I want to see all of that. So um, I will report back to you next week to see how it's going, to see if we re we survived everything that's going on. And um, of course we will, I'm sure. And um, just to see, give you any updates. Take care, everybody.
Thank you so much for listening to this quick podcast, because usually my podcasts are like an hour or so. So I appreciate you for taking the time to listen and um, enjoy each other, enjoy your families. Um, Because as we can see, it could be taken from us in two seconds or less.